Hello, everybody. I think you're all going to really enjoy today's podcast. Going to talk about the states getting involved in the IRA business. So before we get started, I just wanted to thank everyone in the Self-Directed Retirement Nation for all your support, for watching all my content, videos, podcasts, blogs, buy my books. Really appreciate all the support and backing and um, really just uh, pumped up to help um, all of you understand what your rights are, what your powers are when it comes to retirement, retirement investment options, and hopefully using the retirement system to generate real retirement wealth for you and your family. So just wanted to really thank you. It means a lot to me and really appreciate it. So let's just dive right into uh, today's pod and we'll talk about how the states are getting into the retirement plan business. So this started all the way back uh, when President Obama was in office and he started a MyRA program. Basically, it was many Roth IRAs that were going to be state run. And the idea was to get people that don't have access to a 401k plan through an employer access to a retirement plan. And the idea, which is a smart idea, actually, the, the and statistics prove this. And I'll uh, refer to a Vanguard study from February 2018, which said that among new hires, participation rates nearly double to 93% under automatic enrollment compared with 47% under voluntary enrollment. That means if you automatically enroll someone into a retirement plan, so let's say you start working today and then in 30 days you're automatically enrolled, you don't really have a choice, you're automatically in, there's a way higher chance you're going to stay involved and stay committed to saving versus if you had to voluntarily elect to be part of the plan. So there's plenty of studies over the years that have shown this. So what President Obama and his team uh, thought is that, okay, we can't force employers to set up 401ks. Well, at this point, that was the thinking. Um, So um, let's set up some type of state-run retirement account uh, plan, like an IRA, but we'll, we'll actually force the employers to implement it. Um, just like healthcare, they basically force you to get it. Same way here. Um, they basically say, if you don't have a 401k, if you have a certain amount of employees in your business, <coughs> excuse me, you don't provide access to a 401k plan, you need to provide access to an IRA plan. And that was the whole... Um, really strategy behind that uh, principle. And a bunch of states opted in, uh, Oregon, Connecticut, some other states, uh, not, not, a, not a lot, uh, a few did, and they, they had some good results. Some of the problems with the system is that, number one, it puts, puts the burden on the employer. So you're telling the employer that doesn't have a 401k, and probably the reason they don't have a 401k is cost. So you're saying, okay, we understand that, we're not gonna force you to do a 401k, but we're gonna force you to administer an IRA. And the one advantage with an IRA is you don't have to file what's called a 5500 form, meaning the employer does not need to incur the costs of administrating the plan, which really isn't that much anyways. So they'll let you set up IRAs at Vanguard or other institutions, and then those institutions will file 5498, which is basically the IRA valuation for each IRA. Each employee will be able to pick their own investments and it should work pretty easily. <clears throat> the second problem with it is that the investments were limited. They were basically limited to very safe, uh, low 
return investments like treasuries. So it wasn't super exciting. Um, and obviously, number three, you're capped with IRAs, right? Six or seven thousand bucks. So, not of course, not every employee is going to put more than six or seven thousand, but some may uh, like the highly compensated employees, and and they're just not going to be able to. So, another um, excuse me, another um, idea behind this is maybe it's going to force people to set up four hundred one ks because they're going to say, well, I got to do one or the other, so I might as well just do a four hundred one k plan. So um, the, the program kind of sputtered a little bit. And then when President Trump came in, it kind of died. Uh, but some states are starting to um, look at these programs like Colorado. Um, Colorado's basically in June, they, they became the latest state to create a plan. It's um, basically, um, they claim about 40% of private sector workers in Colorado uh, do not have access to an employer retirement plan, like a 401k. So and I, I give the states credit. They, they understand the power of the retirement system. They understand the power of the furl. They want people like us to, to have retirement wealth. And, and that's, that's nice. And I, I give them uh, kudos for that. Um, the issue is how you're going to implement it. You're putting the burden on the employer, which isn't always fair. There is administrative costs. You still have to get people set up, right? If you're a company of 10 employees, 11 employees, yeah, you maybe don't have an HR person. Uh, maybe the owner has to spend uh, time every time they hire someone getting people into an IRA. What happens if you have a company of 400 employees? <clears throat> it's a lot of work. You have to start getting people set up and making sure they're contributing. Um, and again, it's just it's more administration. The employer is not being compensated for it, and they have to incur the cost because the state's mandating them to do this. Uh, which again. On the flip side, the individual can go open an IRA anytime they want, right? An IRA is an individual retirement account. You can open up an IRA anywhere, at a bank, at IRA Financial, anywhere. So why force the employer to give the IRA when you can just literally give the link to the employee and say, just here's, here's your opportunity to do it, um, do it. Uh, maybe there's a better way. Maybe you incentivize everyone to set up IRAs by giving them a credit for up to X amount of dollars for opening the IRA and making a contribution. Um, there's, there's other ways, and that, that's one of my concerns with this program. I'm all for savings, okay? I don't care where you save. I don't care if you buy stocks or mutual funds or real estate or Bitcoin or precious metals. I'm not so focused on the investments because over a 20, 30, or 40 year horizon, you will generate anywhere from five to 15%. It's just the way it's gonna be. Even if you buy gold and gold is down six, seven, eight, nine years, it, it will pop at some point. So I'm not so worried about what you're investing in. I'm more concerned about uh, being consistent, starting young, and just you know trusting the process and and not taking out the money to go um, Hawaii, uh, but really staying true to the power of the retirement system. So I'm all for it. I think the intent of the system works, and more and more states are looking to do this. Um, states like Washington, New Mexico. Uh, are already offering it, and, and some other states are, are looking to do this, like Massachusetts and Vermont. Um, but the problem, again, is you're putting a lot of um, responsibilities on the, on the business. You're actually finding businesses if they don't do it. California, Illinois, and Oregon were the first three to do these auto IRA plans under Obama. And they've had some good results. Like, for example, in Oregon, uh, based off a Wall Street Journal report, uh, they said more than 70,000 participants who contribute an average of $142 a month, or about 5% of paycheck, which is great. That was up from 106 a month in, in 18. So people are still doing it, even during the pandemic. 
Um, the report says that people are still doing it. Uh, Oregon always keeps the first thousand dollars of contributions to retirement plans readily available. So if you need the money, you, they'll keep a thousand bucks basically in cash. Um, but again, you have very limited investment direction uh, or opportunities. You're capped at the six or seven thousand. And honestly, you can do it yourself, right? The, the, the one positive of the system is the auto enrollment feature, which is basically forcing people to do it. Now you can always opt out, but again, that Vanguard study shows about 93% of the people stay in it if they get, they're given the chance to be auto-enrolled. So I'm all for it. I think it's positive. Uh, the more people that have IRAs or 401ks, the better we are all off going to be. Uh, less, uh, Hopefully less of a burden on Social Security, more money when we retire. We all live a little better. I'm all for that. Um, but are there better ways to incentivize people to save? Should we be putting the burden on the employer? Especially these are small businesses. Uh, most large, large businesses have 401ks, right? Google, Apple, Ford. I mean, the, even the big, big companies that are unionized, they have pension plans. So these are dealing with companies generally from 10 to 500 employees. Um, so you are creating uh, more work for these businesses. The owners don't get the benefit because they could always do their own IRA, six or 7,000. Um, so hopefully, yes, it will trigger more businesses to set up 401ks, which I think is positive. Uh, but I do have some suggestions. So if, if the Center for Retirement Initiatives in Georgetown um, is listening, uh, which, which I've had the pleasure of meeting, um, you know, one of the representatives, the executive director at some point. Um, also, um, I have some suggestions um, like David John. He's a dep deputy director of Retirement Securities Project at Brookings Institution. Um, I think a better way to do it is to incentivize people through you know, federal government tax credits. Um, basically, every time an IRA is open, uh, a tax credit is given to the participant. Every time a contribution is made, there's a tax credit up to a certain amount. Um, I think this way, you hopefully will incentivize the, the person to keep the account open, keep investing. There'll be less of a burden on businesses. And that's my concern is that a lot of these small businesses are going to get frustrated uh, by doing this because it's, it's more of a burden. It's a positive development for the employee, but it's a burden um, to deal with, at least on the auto setup. Um, the one other thing that's positive is that it's portable. Since it's an IRA, if you leave your job, you know, technically it's still there, right? It's still your individual retirement account. Um, so there, again, there are some nice things. I just think um, that generally um, we all have to be responsible for ourselves at some point. So yeah, the auto enrollment's nice, but ultimately it's up to us. Whether we put in 2%, 3%, 5% of our salary, um, it's going to be our decision. The employer can't force us to put in money. So I think if you incentivize the taxpayer through credits or uh, deductions um, for, for uh, opening the IRA and maintaining it, that could be another uh, positive approach. Um, but um, Again, anytime the government gets into the retirement system, I have concerns too. The investment options are limited. You can't buy Tesla stock, for example. You have limited uh, opportunities to invest in, in ETFs or mutual funds. Uh, they're, they're pretty basic conservative investments. I hope that will change if, they, if this program ever takes off. Hopefully, um, they will be able to uh, offer more investment options to the individuals. Um, but um, I'm just... You know, thinking out loud, is there a better way to 
force people to save for retirement. And again, we're, we are in a private retirement system. It's not a government-run system. So there's only so much the government can do. Now, is the government going to fine businesses for not offering these IRAs, even though the employees have the right to open an IRA at any bank anytime they want? So we're basically just encouraging them and forcing them to open the IRA, which is good. But again, it puts the burden on the small business, uh, which I have an issue uh, for. Um, the 401k is a way better plan, obviously, because you can put away a whole lot more money. Um, there's generally um, up to 19500 or 26000 Plus, generally, there's a safe harbor contribution of a, anywhere from 3 to 5%. So another option, if, if uh, you know David, John, and um, Angela Antonelli are listening, um, is maybe tax credits, um, which they're doing under the SECURE Act for opening 401ks, but an ongoing tax credit that covers some of the admin costs of the 401k will be a better way to get employers to set up 401k. So the SECURE Act, which was passed December 2019, they offer up to $5,000 credits, depending on how many employees you have in your plan, on the setup of a plan. So it's a really good incentive. But if you once you set it up, you still have ongoing fees, which generally, for a small business of under 10 employees, you're looking probably about $1,500 for the TPA, the third party administrator, which is the party responsible for filing the 5500 form, doing plan design, plan testing, which you need 100%. It's the most important feature and responsibility uh, for the plan administration. And then there's also some minor record keeping and administration fees. So if you can give the small business employer, let's say anywhere from uh, one to 200 employees, let's say a $1,500 credit each year or a $1,000 credit or something to help pay for the 401k costs, I promise you, you're going to get a lot more businesses setting up 401ks. Just speaking to thousands of small business owners over the last 10 years, uh, I refinancial is over close to 7,000 solo 401k plots. So we've spoken to a lot, a lot of small business owners. And a lot of them said, I love the solo, not because I don't have to offer benefits to my employees, it's the cost. I have to pay someone 1500 to 2000 a year to do the 5500 and then there's all these costs for administration, for offering benefits, uh, safe harbor, plan testing. Um, if someone wants to take a distribution or a loan, I'm always involved. It's just a big headache. And ultimately, as a business owner and a small business, everything always comes down to money. Uh, and it should. These are, it's not IBM or Tesla or Google. These are small businesses where every dollar counts. So instead of forcing people the employer to set up the IRA, if the government gave these small 401k plans a credit each year, not just for the setup, but each year to cover the administration, I think you're going to see a lot more small businesses go 401k, and which is a better plan because it will give the individual employee more benefits, right? They can put in 3% and also get a 3% match, right? So if they're putting 5% in, they can get up to a 5% match in some plans. So the employee would do better. The business owner would be happier because they get to put in more money, 19,500 or 26,000 plus that three or 5% safe harbor. So everyone's happy, plus the government will help subsidize some of that by providing a credit um, for a percentage of the administration. I do believe that's a better approach than forcing employers to set up IRAs, which the individual employee can always do their own IRA on their own anyway. So you're forcing the business to do something the employee could do on their own. Uh, the employee, the business isn't getting rewarded. The employee is not getting the benefit of a diverse investment uh, opportunity. It's very basic investments. Um, and um, 
it's it's just uh, something I think could be done uh, that's a little more significant and better for the employee. Um, so at the end of the day, if you want to get more businesses to provide retirement plans, you need to incentivize the owner. Okay, and I, I don't understand why states don't see it that way. Uh, maybe because they're just bureaucrats and you know they don't have to worry about. Uh, making payroll, they're just their salaries are guaranteed, and it's pretty much a cushy job for life. But small businesses worry. Every dollar counts. Every month they go through the P and L, and they're worried about payroll, rent, covering basic uh, business necessities. So a four hundred one k is a luxury. It just is. Okay, it's a great thing to do um, for yourself, uh, selfishly, and for your employees. But it's a luxury because there's a cost, at least a few thousand bucks a year. So if you can basically help that employer by providing a credit, a tax credit, which will reduce the employer's tax liability for a percentage of the admin cost, let's say up to a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks a year, or, or do it, you know, five hundred plus hundred bucks per employee, whatever whatever formula they decide. This way, you're incentivizing the employer. You're not forcing anyone to set up a plan, which. Which again, that was the issue with the Obamacare, uh, the healthcare system. You know, there's some good things in it, but when you're forcing people to sign up, it just rubs people the wrong way. Retirement systems shouldn't be a punishment. It should be, a, it should be something we all want to do. So if you want employers to work with the government and, and work for the benefit of, of everyone, then incentivize us. Incentivize small businesses to set up plans by offering tax credits. Give a small business a credit, not just the setup, but the ongoing costs. If you do that, they will be able to pay for the plan design, the plan administration. And then the good news is plan investment fees are coming down. So that's not a materials cost of the administration. It's more the TPA and the record keeping. So again, if you can provide the employer with um, some relief in that area, you're going to see a lot more small business set up 401ks, which is great for everyone. 401ks are more powerful than IRAs. And, and again, this way, it's an encouragement, it's an incentive versus a punishment or, or being forced to do it, which I think rubs people the wrong way. Um, and that's the feedback I've gotten just from some people in California, Oregon, for example, who said, yeah, I like the system. It makes sense. I got it. But I wish the damn government didn't force me to do it. It's just not right. Why is it my responsibility? I'm not the government. Why should I be responsible for making sure my employees save for their retirement? It's their responsibility. And if the government cares so much, let them directly incentivize the employee. Whether you want to incentivize directly through an individual credit, I think it'd be better off to do an employer credit because you want to have more employers do 401ks versus IRAs because you can put away a whole lot more money and it will obviously have a benefit of the more money the employees get to save, the more money they're going to have when they retire. So overall, I think, listen, retirement savings is is a great, great thing. Um, It's the best system we have. It works. It's based off simple math. I keep saying this over and over every podcast, but it's true. Tax deferral, compounding interest works. Ask Warren Buffett, ask Albert Einstein. I didn't make it up. It's just simple math um, and it works. So the more people that buy into the system and are forced into it, the better off. I'm with you, okay? But forcing the employer to do it may not be the right approach. If you incentivize the employer to not just set up IRAs, which any employee can do anyways, on top of what they put in a 401k, but incentivize the small business to set up 401ks by offering a credit 
to not just cover the startup costs, but the ongoing costs of the TPA service, I think you're going to get more small businesses offering 401ks. That's going to help more employees save for their retirement. And because 401ks are more powerful than IRAs, because the total contribution maximum is way higher than IRAs, you're going to have more money saved in the retirement system, which benefits everyone. So that would be my approach. No one ever asks me. Uh, I wish they did. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't think many people have the background I do as a, a tax lawyer and uh, being in the retirement system for you know ten plus years and helping you know close to twenty thousand people. Uh, I wish they'd ask people in the private sector instead of making up these rules on their own. Um, and that's the issue when the government tries to get involved with a private system. Things generally go wrong. Uh, I talked in previous podcasts about the health system. When the government controls it like it does in Canada where I'm born, it's not always the best thing. Okay, Um, So the private retirement system in the US works well because it's privately run. We're all responsible for ourselves. Um, But if the government can incentivize more businesses to set up 401ks for their employees, we're going to have way more than $30 trillion at the end of the day. Uh, This money will sit in the plans and just keep growing and growing and growing and we'll all have a larger retirement nest egg when we retire. So um, if anyone's listening out there, um, yeah, I wish um, you would involve the private sector more when, when thinking about how to get more people saved for retirement. Uh, I, I, incur- I really uh, yeah, believe in their intent is positive. Um, these states really want to help us, and that, I do think the intent is there. Uh, I just don't like the fact that they're forcing small businesses to do it. I think it, it's the wrong approach. Um, just like when you're a parent, uh, I think there's a way to encourage your children to study versus forcing them, you know, basically locking them in their room and saying, if you don't come out, you're not eating if you don't study. Um, there, I think there's better ways to do it uh, through positive reinforcement, positive approaches, uh, whether it's um, some... Uh, incentives like, hey, if you do your homework, I'll, I'll buy a pack of baseball cards or whatever it is, um, or I'll give you V-Bucks like my kids on Fortnite. That's how I do it. <laughs> if they do their homework or their math or reading, they get V-Bucks. Um, so there's a way to do it. Hey, employer, you want to set up a 401k? Great. For your employees, love it. We'll give you the Secure Act. We'll give you a tax credit to <clears throat> set it up, and and we'll give you ongoing credits um, $500 base, for example, $100 per participant, up to $2,000. Bucks. Um, I promise you, you'll double the amount of 401ks in one year. So that's my suggestion. Um, if someone could reach out to me. I'm happy to discuss it further. There are better ways to make pe- more people save for retirement. Uh, but again, uh, listen, the states are trying to help us out. I appreciate that. Um, let's see where it goes. Um, we'll see if more and more states jump in this. Um, not sure how it's going to play out. Um, but um, I am concerned uh, from the pushback of small businesses, especially in COVID, and small businesses are really, really focused. They got PPP loan forgiveness stuff. There's a lot of paperwork small businesses have to deal with now, forcing them to make sure new hires get on an IRA and and following up with the employee and dealing all with that stuff um, is just more administrative work that uh, some small businesses really just don't want to deal with. So in any event, um, keep saving. I hope uh, you guys thought this podcast was interesting. Uh, I kind of been following this uh, state IRA plan since the Obama days. Um, I thought it would actually catch on uh, more than it did because, again, I think the, the the system, the intent is there. 
but I just think some states um, are just not going to be inclined to offer it if they're going to force small businesses to do it. Um, so again, it's not like a blue red state thing. I just, if you look at the states that have imposed it, you, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, and I think that's just the bottom line. So it's just not going to catch on nationally. And I think there's a better way. And the 401k is just a better retirement plan for employees if you can get them in it. It's just the cost that needs to be absorbed. And if they're going to, um, if they're so interested in helping us save for retirement, then a tax credit, I think, would be a nice uh, incentive. Um, Adam Bergman, I, I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you got any comments, questions, leave them below. Give us a like. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do. It's a weekly pod. Just a brief announcement. I got two more podcasts. Uh, I have Ad Bits, which is a weekly podcast on a very uh, specific self-directed retirement topic, which I'll dive into for like 15 minutes or so. And you'll get, I think, some really golden nuggets and golden bits of information on that subject. And I started a new podcast called Ad Mail, where I answer three of the best questions of the week from my clients. Um, generally involving retirement accounts, self-directed investments. Um, so check out those, subscribe. Uh, we got some more podcasts coming on the network. There's going to be a podcast about um, basically um, highlighting the markets each week. Uh, I'm going to have a, an investment advisor. He's going to do a podcast um, that talks about kind of the week in review and goes through some 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 upcoming market uh, data and things to look out for in the equity and bond markets and uh, have another podcast in the works with a pension expert that's going to cover more pension plan information like 401k defined benefit, uh, life insurance, uh, some other type of uh, retirement area. So look out for that, building out this network. I've gotten great feedback. You, you guys are super hungry for content. Um, maybe you're, you're bored sitting at home like me uh, with COVID, but I do appreciate you guys listening. Um, I know you got a lot of things you can do. There's probably other podcasts you can listen to, but I do think um, the 15 or 20 minutes you, you spend with me, I know it's going to pay off. I think it's important. Uh, the self-directed retirement nation, we're growing and um, we're getting bigger and stronger because uh, it works. When people diversify and invest in what they know, they're more vested in the investments and they tend to do better than just you know, passively investing in stocks. So um, I'm a big believer in empowering people to save the way they want to. The retirement system is the best way to save. And uh, let's, all, you know, let's all be able to retire with millions of dollars. It's possible. That's the beauty of the system. And that's what the states understand. The federal government understands that we all have the power, whether um, irrespective of our color, skin, our religion, our background, it's all based off math. So if someone in Georgia or someone in New Hampshire or someone in Texas puts $5 a day in the same investments, they're all going to be rich at retirement. Okay. So it's not going to matter where they're from or what they look like or who they pray to because the system will take care of the wealth. So three things, start early, just start contributing, trust the process and be consistent and you will be rich when you retire. I guarantee that. Um, again, stay safe. Uh, appreciate the listen. Um, be healthy. I guess social distance, wear a mask. That's where we're at. We got to beat this COVID thing so we can all get back to living. Um, take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. And uh, until next time.